Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it is your first time here, welcome to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. I am super excited for you all to listen to this episode where I have the honor of interviewing my dear friend, Becca. Becca and I met through IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where we both were on the integrative health coaching route, but it turns out the universe had different plans for the both of us, which you'll hear more about in this episode. You may have also heard of Becca before on my podcast, in an episode called Finding Food Freedom and the Practice of Self-Love, which is also an amazing episode where we're both very vulnerable with our self-love journeys and all that we've learned. So if that's calling out to you right now, make sure to check that one out after this one. Now, for this episode in particular, we cover a good amount of topics in our conversation. From both quitting our jobs in the corporate realm, you get to hear about Becca's experience being free and choosing to travel around Southeast Asia and Europe for a year, as well as the States at this time. We also touch on past lives and karma, to what it means to be in alignment, to how to follow your intuition, and so much more. The main theme of this episode is really about listening to your heart and letting love lead the way even if it can be hard sometimes, and how to really find the balls to do that. (laughs) So I am excited for you all to listen, especially if you're feeling the inner nudge to change some things up in your life, to bring in the new. Think of it as having cacao or coffee with us, and we are right there in spirit rooting for you. Also, I do just want to add in here, if you've been enjoying this podcast so far, please don't forget to leave a review and give it a rating. It really does help my podcast out, and in turn, this helps raise the vibration of the whole collective. I appreciate you, and without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, Becca. Welcome back to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me again. Um, I'm doing great. Um, Yeah, I've been sunny Santa Barbara for the week, so happy to be here. Yay! I'm happy that you're so open to being back on my podcast. Oh, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So a lot has happened since the last time you were on here. I'm pretty sure we were both still at IIN working on our certificates. And yeah, I feel feel like we've grown a lot in just a year. Oh, God, life has changed in every single sense of <laughs> yeah. for both of us. Yeah, we, yeah. I, God, that seems like a completely different lifetime. It does. It does. A lot can change in just a short amount of time. So I've asked you this question before when you were on here the first time, and I thought I'd ask you this again to see if anything has changed. But when do you feel like you illuminate from within? And what does that really mean to you? Hmm. I actually don't remember what my other answer was. So it would be really interesting to compare the two um, Mm -hmm. and see if it's the same or different. But my answer now, at least that feels good. I feel illuminated within when I'm not masking or people pleasing and I'm around people that I can just fully be myself with. And my I think my goal for 2024 really is to just like be myself regardless of who I'm around because I do have those people that I can just fully like take the mask down, like take the screen down and I just feel so like seen and accepted, but I would love to let go of that, that, you know, kind of residual need to feel accepted and and just kind of find that within myself. So yeah, that's my answer now is I feel illuminated within when there's no like masking or people pleasing and I'm just being my full authentic self. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love that. I actually just saw a an Instagram post or some video yesterday and it was about authenticity and it was saying how authenticity actually has a higher vibration than love. Um, So when you are vibrating at that frequency, you are such a magnet for more things that are truly aligned for your life to come into your life. And I was like, what a vibration that's more, that's higher than love. That's crazy to me. But I, I feel like it's because it's, literally self-love and that's one of the most beautiful things that there is so yeah authenticity is really powerful and I love what you just said (laughs) yeah when you love and accept yourself fully I mean the need for other people's acceptance just kind of falls away and I feel like that is at least one true definition of freedom there's lots of different definitions of freedom but um, to me one of the biggest most impactful definitions of freedom is just letting all that go and just like 
trusting that if you drop all of the people pleasing and, and changing yourself to fit into social situations, that you'll find the right people that are meant to be in your life anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to have that trust. It's hard to it's hard to let that go and, and just trust that things will come your way before you have proof of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think the more you take those leaps of faith and the more that you just continue to, again, trust yourself, like you were saying, it's really just a journey of coming back home to yourself. Um, and that's something that we've talked about as well. And that brings in people that you're meant to be with in your life when you're authentic. I mean, I love the friendship that we have. And I'm so glad that the universe works in crazy ways, but I'm so glad that our paths crossed and our friendship is where it's at now. <laughs> Me too. Should we like mention how? Oh, that yeah. Happened? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I feel like most people know that we met through IIN and well, now if you don't now, you know, <laughs> um, but I just commented on a post, a random post in the, a Facebook group on for IIN, right? And um, it was like one of the discussion, like, okay. In the IIN portal, one of the discussion questions. For yeah. 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 And you said that you don't usually get notifications and then you just checked it and randomly like decided to respond to me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it was, and I never did that with anybody else. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there was no reason for me to go back and check. I just had this like weird nudge to do it. And then uh -huh. here we are. <laughs> yeah. And we've been talking ever since then and it's, even though we're obviously both not health coaches at this time, um, which we can talk about as well. I don't know how the universe just knew that we were going to be compatible as friends. They were like, you two need each other. So let's put you two together. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very thankful for that. She knows all the universe. Oh, she does. <laughs> she does. So I know that we were just talking about taking leaps of faith. Um, I mean, you obviously decided to take one this past year with going to Southeast Asia and quitting your corporate job, right? Yeah, you quit your job. And I was just wondering, what really gave you the courage to do that? Because I feel like a lot of people want to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of time. And sometimes people are just waiting for that right moment. Like when was it for you when you were just like, I just, I'm just going to do this. Um, I think the final deciding factor for sure was my breakup. Um, without that happening, I think that, you know, that adventure would have been very, very delayed. Um, I think it would have happened eventually, but mm -hmm. it, yeah, I would have made excuses to stay and, and not do it. Um, but in terms of, you know, making the decision to take the leap of leap of faith, I am a person who I make a lot of decisions based on how I think my older version of myself will feel about that decision. Like all the time, every single major decision or even a minor decision, I think to myself, what would the older version of me think? Like I imagine myself, you know, in my eighties, nineties, maybe a hundreds, who knows, um, laying, on my deathbed, not to get too more morbid, but <laughs> there and, and just reflecting back on my life. And the just the number one question I ask myself is, would my older self look back on this decision and be proud of me? Wow. Yeah. And wow. that's how I make every single decision in my life. Every single one. Like I don't. So I've actually, I do have like a very logical mind. Um, and I've always, you know, done better in school and logical subjects. And I do think very analytically, but at the same time, I, it's this weird phenomenon where I make decisions based on my feelings and not, you know, the logistics. So there's so many decisions that I've made that don't make logistical sense. And if you're a very logical minded person, you would sit there and think like, why the F would you do that? Mm -hmm. um, but as I get older, I just, I just trust myself. And I just know that we live in a world that actually doesn't make any sense at all, no matter yeah. how much we try and very true. And obviously, like I believe in science, but no matter how much we try and analyze why things happen the way they do, we live in a world that doesn't make sense. Like this planet is statistically so impossible. <laughs> like, the fact that we live on this like perfect oasis for human life in the middle of an ever expanding, ever expanding universe. And we don't have any solid proof out there that there's anything else like this earth. 
why like I just think it's so silly to make all your decisions based on logic when we live in such an illogical reality right so for me especially and I think I think it's true for a lot of women that I just trust my intuition I trust the feelings that I have if I have a nudge to do something I just I make the decision and then I figure it out as I go and so that came up a lot on my travels is just uh-huh. Get out as you go. Like if yeah. you've ever solo traveled before, if you've ever traveled to a different country, especially a different country where they don't speak the same language as you do, you just have to figure it out one step at a time. And so I think that that is just really who I am and what gave me the, I guess, courage, yeah, to make that decision. Yeah. I was like, I'll just figure it out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like that does happen for a good amount of people as well as an event happens in their life that propels them forward to think, okay, I'm just going to do this because this is my time. Like I'm going to do this for me. Would there be any point where you're like, that doesn't need to happen for you to be able to do that? If that breakup didn't happen, what advice would you give to someone that's like, okay, well, I want to do this. I don't want to wait for something like this to happen. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Cause you don't always need these like massive life shifts to make mm-hmm. a change in your life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think just going back to how I make my decisions in the first place, like thinking yeah. about yourself from an older perspective and, and asking yeah. yourself, yeah. um, am I going to look back on this and regret it? Or am I going to look back on this and be like, oh my gosh, that was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Um, I think that's always a good way to operate you don't need your life to drastically change to Mm. you know make the changes that you want you don't need this big catastrophic event to act as a catalyst but if you think the older version of yourself will look back and think to herself or himself wow I'm so glad that I made that decision then do it yeah yeah And I love that you said the older version of yourself when you were saying that I was also thinking in a way it kind of is like a manifestation technique and also your higher self talking to you of just, okay, how is this? How do I want to really see my life when I look back on it at that time? So yeah, I feel like that in some way is this wise version of yourself. Like, you know, the way forward, this is the way forward. Um, So I I actually love being able to, to put myself in those shoes and think about it. That's so true. I never really thought about it as like a manifestation technique, but you're so right. And yeah, I think the other part of it is just building that trust in yourself to figure things out. Like look at all the things in your past that have not gone according to your plan and have any of them ruined your life. Like, are you at a place where one thing has completely ruined your life? Chances are no. (laughs) Chances are everything that didn't go according to plan in your past ended up leading you to something better and more aligned anyway. So just trust that if something doesn't happen the way that you expect it to, there's probably a reason for it and you will figure it out. Like human beings are so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. We sit here and we think, I can't do this. I'm not capable. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And none of that is true. None of it is true. Like those thoughts exist and it's, not about not thinking those thoughts is about not listening to them and not letting them derail you from, you know, doing what you actually want to do in life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Definitely. And Gabby Bernstein said something very similar to that, where it's like, you are never making the wrong decision or if something doesn't happen to go the right way, they're just, it's just a detour in the right direction and something that's actually meant for you. So they're just detours. They're not necessarily mistakes or rejections, but the universe actually like guiding you to Uh, yeah, yeah, your path again. (laughs) That is so true. And that is something that I've really struggled with in the past is making the quote unquote right decision and feeling like I'm going to be punished by the universe if I make the wrong decision. Um, And sometimes that still creeps in like, oh, did I react the right way? Am I going to be punished for reacting the wrong way? But time and time again, I've seen and it's been proven that there is no right or wrong decision there's just a different path with every single decision that you make and none of them are wrong and none of them are right 
Yeah, it's all part of the life experience. It's part of what we came here and signed up for. So I, and I think about that too. Um, just like, oh my gosh, should I make another mistake? Did I do this wrong? We came here to learn as well. So even if we did technically do something that maybe wasn't the best decision, are we going to learn from that situation? You know, it's not like we're doing things to bury ourselves deeper in a hole. It's all part of us healing is all part of us growing and evolving into who we're meant to be. Yeah. And let's say that you don't react in the best way and you you react out of alignment with your true self and you keep doing that over and over again. You know, those tests that keep popping up over and over again aren't there to punish you. Mm -hmm. They're there to help you grow. And yeah. it's up to you to make that conscious decision to use that situation to grow or to let yourself stay where you are, which is also a valid decision. Like you don't have to choose to get better in this lifetime. Maybe that's not your soul's path in this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that too. And I'm like, some people probably just signed up to hang out on watch TV and eat some popcorn. Like that is, it can be someone's life path as well. And it's not up to us to judge as much as I would love for everyone to reach their highest potential. Maybe that is some people's highest potential, to, not in like a negative way. <laughs> yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's on a different timeline. And and I mean, if you really think about it from like a macro perspective, how likely is it that 8 billion people are all going to awaken in yeah. this lifetime? Like, it's just yeah. not possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be really freaking cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. It certainly would. But like, you know, going back to like the analytical side of things, right. the logistical side of things, I don't think that that's logistically possible right. for 8 billion people to have like a spiritual awakening all at the same time, you know? Right. And then I think about that too. It's like, if everybody was awakened, then what would be, why are we here? If us awakening is supposed to help humanity awaken, if everyone was already there, what would be the point? point. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Some, some brain scratchers right there. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to touch on, so you did quit your job before you went on your beautiful trip. How did that feel doing that? So freeing. Oh my gosh. There has not been a single moment since I quit my job that I've thought to myself, did I make the wrong decision? Like yeah. not once. And, <laughs> and there have been like many, many situations that could have led to that thought of, oh my gosh, what did I do? Why didn't I just stay in this stable job with good benefits and good health care? If you're in the US, you know <laughs> that- yeah. Good healthcare is often tied to your job. So um, yeah, there's a number of situations that I found myself in, including right now, where I could look back and go, oh, I should have just, I should have just done the smart thing and I should have stayed. But my God, I can tell you, I've never looked back and regretted that decision. Not once. I love that. I love that. And I can absolutely agree. <laughs> I I also quit my job around the same time. I think we did it around the same time. There's just so, actually, yeah. yeah. And not once did I have I ever been like, wow, why did I do that? <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to go back. Literally, like you could not offer me a better salary. You couldn't offer me a better benefits yeah. package. Nothing could convince me yeah. to go back to that. Yeah, it was definitely sucking the life out of me, but I'm glad that we both we both did it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even about anything external. Like I want to make it clear that I wasn't in one of those like extremely toxic workplaces that you hear about all the time and I didn't have like a manager that would lose his temper and scream in meetings and like it doesn't have to be an externally toxic yeah. for you to feel misaligned. I just knew in my soul I was like this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not happy doing this on the outside. Everything is great and I'm so so lucky to have this job and god that job led me to so many opportunities that I wouldn't have had without it. Um, and I'm like still to this day, I'm so, so grateful that I had that job. Um, and I still have friends from that job that I would never have met if I didn't work there. But in my soul, internally, I knew that this was not my path. So yeah. I just want to make it clear, like it doesn't have to be an external thing that you point fingers mm -hmm. at. It can mm -hmm. be this internal feeling of like, oh, I need more from life. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing too. I mean, I can absolutely relate to that because I had great people that I worked with and it wasn't this toxic environment. And it's like on paper, everything is like wonderful, awesome, but it's what I was feeling internally. And the same goes for you. When you were over in Southeast Asia, living your life, were you also working at the time? Because I remember you saying that you were trying to figure out if you wanted to do the coaching thing, if you wanted to go into health coaching, how was the balance of having fun and playing and discovering what life has to offer along with building a career? Yeah, that's an interesting one because I actually can look back and, and kind of point out areas where I wish that I had let myself experience more instead of working. Um but when I first left my trip, I was like still totally committed to doing the health coaching thing. I was still mm -hmm. very, um, very committed to body image coaching specifically. But because of the breakup, I was like, okay, I need some space. I need some time to deal with this. I can't just, I'm not going to redirect everything into work because then I'm just going to bypass it and not deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that was my main focus when I got there. I ended up hiring some business coaches and there were a few months in between, you know, the decision to sign up for their program and the actual start date. And in that time, I actually started experiencing a lot of body image issues that I thought that I had let go of. Mm -hmm. um, being in Bali specifically around all of these beautiful, thin women, um, it brought up a lot of insecurity in me. And that's not their problem at all. That was an internal thing. And... I brought this up to the business coaches that I had hired and and they gave me the advice to just take a couple of months off from even complete, like even thinking about business at all. Just take the time to really work on these thoughts that are coming up because you can't help someone overcome this when you are discovering that you haven't really overcome it. Mm -hmm. um, so I did, I took some time off and they also told me, be open to your niche changing, be open to you know, not going into the body image space. And at the time I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stuck on this body image uh -huh. thing. But okay. um, and it ended up being true. Like after a couple of months, um, I worked really hard to overcome those body image issues. And I realized I don't want to talk about this every day. I don't want this to be what I'm thinking about 24 seven in terms of creating content and creating programs and signing clients. Like mm. I don't want to talk about this all day, every day. So I did end up switching my niche. And then because of that, there was a lot of groundwork that I had to build over again. Like I basically had to start from scratch. Mm -hmm. So when I made the move to Thailand, um, I spent so much of my time redoing you know, the blueprint of my business and starting from absolute zero of who's my ideal client, what are my brand pillars and all this stuff. So I would say I, I worked quite hard on, you know, trying to build those businesses. And yeah, like I said, part of me wishes that I had let myself find a little bit more of a balance. But as anyone knows, when you start a business, it's your life. Like just mm -hmm. it's 27, mm -hmm. tw 27, it's 24-7. <laughs> it's what you think about all the time. And it's kind of inevitable at the very, very beginning of starting a business that it just becomes your entire life. So, yeah. Yeah. And it does start to become like just, yeah, you're, you're part of your daily routine too. You're like, oh, this is, this is just who I am now. It, like part of your identity. And I'm trying to think of if I would have probably started working as well if I was on a Southeast Asia trip. And I probably would have <laughs> because I think that passion is so important to us. And when you're passionate about something and you want to explore it, that's just the way certain people are. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah, I completely agree with you. And at the same time, looking back on it, I know that I was very uncomfortable with doing nothing. I was very uncomfortable with deprogramming myself from this kind of capitalist need to be productive all the time to prove yeah. your worth. And so I know that that was part of it. Like I, I was very, very passionate about helping people and starting my coaching business. But at the same time, I know I was also very uncomfortable with doing nothing and having yeah. nothing to work towards. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was definitely part of it. Yeah. It's interesting because we get so comfortable with being productive, especially with 
working a nine to five year for a majority of your life and then all of a sudden quitting it and going on this adventure for yourself. It's like, okay, what is it like to just be? And why am I not comfortable with that? And it really is, I think it ties back to like the fear of, oh, if I'm not doing anything, then is that tied to my worth in some way? And that's something that I've been working on deprogramming as well Is it's really okay to just be and to be able to find balance in that. There's different seasons in our life when sometimes you can just lay there and just be like, what do I feel like doing today? And just go with that instead of planning everything out and really being in that masculine energy. It's so hard, hard. (laughs) especially with like everyone having an opinion online. And I mean, even if they're not expressing these opinions to you, if you're reading them in comment sections of people calling other people lazy for not doing anything or, you know, not contributing to society and like you internalize that stuff. So um, nobody ever directly told me, like, if you're not productive, you're a worthless human being. But somehow that kind of wove itself into my DNA. Um, and I think yeah. I can speak for mostly everyone in the Western world that, like, that's how we function is if you're not contributing, then you're worthless. So, yeah, it's a really, really hard thing to work through. And the opinions of other people... Um, even just like the thoughts of what you think other people are going to think of you, <laughs> which are <laughs> like, not even true, right? Let's right, like, right. It's a projection. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like even that can get in the way of you really just taking time to exist and be, um, it's a constant work in progress for me to allow myself to just not get to the end of the day and have a checklist of things that I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because we think we're like, okay, what may this person be thinking? It's like, am I ever thinking, oh, is this person being really productive today? I'm never thinking that of anyone. So like, why would anybody be thinking that of me? Um, Right. Yeah. We are simultaneously the entire universe and not. Yeah. (laughs) Not the center of the universe at all. And people really aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. And even if you do have that thought, when you like scroll past someone who is showing that they didn't do anything and you have that thought of, oh, wow, how lazy, that's Mm -hmm. your problem. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. You also have to realize like if someone has those thoughts about you, that's a them problem. That's nothing. It's something internally that needs to be worked on. Mm -hmm. That judgment piece, it's like taking that judgment out of it. And like, can you be happy for someone that is just living their life? Right. Yeah. Yeah just unaffected because it doesn't affect you (laughs) exactly exactly um so for any were there any positives that came out of working towards your career or, or exploring your purpose while you were overseas it sure taught me what I didn't want yeah 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 I am very very grateful to not be on that path anymore because um it's funny, like at the very beginning, I, I truly, I had this feeling like I'm meant to be a coach. I'm meant to be this mentor. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like of following those nudges um, and just mm-hmm. listening to your intuition. And it's okay for that to change. Like It's okay yeah. for one moment for you to feel, yes, this is the right path for me. And then maybe somewhere down the line, you change your mind. Like that is completely okay. So yeah, working through that process and working as hard as I did on on building those businesses, it really, really taught me that that is not what I wanted um, and that is okay. And that was a really, really scary decision because I, I mean, I've told you I invested so much money into that path. Like I spent tens of thousands of dollars, you know, getting yeah. certified and hiring business coaches and paying for all the things that you need to pay for at the beginning of a business. Um, so it was a scary decision, but I'm so, so thankful to not be on that path anymore. Cause I just know that it's not for me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much value in knowing what you don't want. Um, because I think people sometimes can spend too much time in doing something that they already know doesn't resonate truly like resonate with their vibration, with their frequency, but they're doing it anyways because they feel like they've invested so much time and money into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone listening, but for me, I am not okay with good enough. I am not okay with just like, Oh yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. Like, 
go pay the bills and it's like, no, I need to feel in alignment. I need to feel like just so, so yeah, the word is aligned. I I would rather feel aligned than be in something unaligned. That's just good enough. Exactly. And you know exactly how you're supposed to feel. And that's so important because, you know, it's not normal to feel not like you every single day, not feeling excited to wake up in the morning because you're, you committed yourself to something that you don't want to be committing yourself to. And that can be in a relationship as well, or hanging out with certain people that you're like, okay, this doesn't feel aligned anymore certain routines that don't feel aligned anymore. So it really all comes back to, to just trusting yourself. Like Mm -hmm. what does in alignment feel like for you and exploring that. Mm -hmm. And you can spend an entire lifetime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't necessarily ever get to the answer. It's not about getting to the answer. It's about just taking it one moment at a time. And if you're in alignment each moment, then your life will fall into alignment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, how has it been being back in America? And oh. do you and do you feel like the high has died down since being obviously in Southeast Asia where it's it's completely different? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's um it was a really, really difficult transition. Um, so just to give some context, I spent, I think, about 11 months in Southeast Asia. And then the last month of my year abroad, I was um, all around Europe. So, um, yeah, two completely different experiences and very, very, very different to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, I don't know, getting back, I I felt like... I felt like I had learned so much about what was important in life. And I was just kind of coming back to this environment where not a lot of people have had that realization yet. Um, Or even if they've had that realization, they haven't necessarily taken the steps to work towards changing things in their life that don't feel good. So that was really difficult. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of just systems and structures in the U.S. that don't work um, in alignment with our nature. Like, I think that there are a lot of things that just go completely against how our nature is as human beings. So it's it's been hard to um, come back and just have this completely different perspective that I've learned from so many people around the world, um, so many people that I've been lucky enough to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like what's important to me now is just completely different than what was important to me before I left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has it been adjusting to that? <sighs> yeah, difficult. I mean, especially, I mean, if we even want to just talk as like as granularly as financially, it's mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard to exist in this country right now. Yeah, I I came back at a time where everything was just kind of skyrocketing and continues to skyrocket. And I was I spent a good majority of my year in places where that was not a problem for me because yeah. I'm very, very lucky to have saved enough to be able to live off of that for a year. Yeah. And yeah, just the sheer shock of like how much things cost now. Uh-huh. <laughs> crazy uh-huh. adjustment for me. I was like, whoa, when did this yeah. happen? It right. Not it wasn't as bad when I left, but oh my gosh, coming back, it was crazy. So yeah, even just something as like, you know, tangible as the financial part of coming back was difficult. But yeah, I think just like emotionally, it's been a difficult thing too, to come back to something that is so familiar after being away for a year and experiencing so much newness and being exposed to different people and different cultures and so many interesting conversations from people around the world. And yeah. Um, yeah, coming back to that familiarity is definitely like a, it's almost like a reverse culture shock. Like people talk about it all yeah. the time yeah. on social media when they go somewhere different and then they come back and they're like, whoa, what? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how it's felt to me. Yeah, I, I remember in times when I have been somewhere else overseas and just coming back and thinking, okay, what is happening here? Like, is this real? <laughs> and really questioning 
kind of how people live their lives over here compared to other places. You know, it really is, America is really different than other places, <laughs> other countries. Definitely. And I want to be careful to like not, I don't want to sound like I'm casting judgment on people that live in the U.S. and uh, are happy with their lives yeah, here yeah. Um, or people that have never experienced anything outside of the U.S. Like yeah. I'm not trying to say that the way that people live here is wrong. Um, I'm just trying to say that when you experience the diversity of, of the ways that people live their lives yeah. in the world, and then you come back here and it doesn't feel right. It's it's hard to have those conversations with people that don't have any sort of context and mm -hmm. how it could be better. Yeah, I think and that's why I think that being able to explore different places and different cultures, I mean, you can even do that in America as well, but when you are really immersed in that in like a completely different country, especially a third world country, uh you really do hopefully are able to see a different perspective on life, to be able to see different viewpoints on life as well. It's such a gift. It's such a gift to be able to be exposed to just different ways of life and come at it with an open mind and with curiosity. Yeah, I'm so, so thankful for the ability to, you know, not only move around the world more freely than some other people have the ability to do. Like, I'm so, mm -hmm. so lucky to have that passport privilege. Um but I'm also just lucky, like, to have had conversations with people that were willing to, you know, open their hearts and and have, yeah. you know, an exchange with me. Like, it, it's just such a gift. How was it connecting with other people? I mean, in, in places that you were a stranger to. Well, Google Translate is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Um, awesome. Yeah, especially in places where, like, people really don't speak um, a lot of English. Um mm -hmm. Which is also another thing that I think a lot of native English speakers don't really appreciate and they take very much for granted that um, the world will accommodate you. If you are a native English speaker, you're the person that the world is accommodating. And that is um, such a privilege that mm -hmm. you really don't recognize maybe until you go to a different country and, and you you see how much people go out of their way to be able to speak your language and communicate with you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's something to keep in mind as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting as long as you come at it with like an open mind. Um, and like I said, that sense of curiosity of just learning about people's differences and how they grew up and how their culture influences the way they think and the way they believe. Yeah. It, it, it's a really cool realization that the world is so big and full of so many different kinds of people living living oh, so many things mm -hmm. it definitely is there's so many people in this world if you really think about it <laughs> yeah it's it blows my mind it blows my mind that this planet can handle that well it can't but <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I, i'm trying <laughs> i wish <laughs> I was just thinking or uh, talking to a friend about this last night about how there's so many people in the world and then there's certain people that you connect with. And I think that that in itself is so beautiful. Like you don't just connect with every single person in the world. There's certain connections that actually feel more aligned, like we talk about. And think about how there could be someone literally across the globe that could be your best friend and you would have no idea unless you just, you know, were over there or they were over here and just your paths crossed. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, because of the way that I've lived my life up until now, mm -hmm. most of my friends, if not all of them, don't live near me. And now, especially since I don't live anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have um, that, you know, community in, in one place. I have people friends kind of like scattered around the country and around the world. And I mean, there are people that I've met on a retreat in Costa Rica that I'm still in contact with that live in, you know, Germany and Denmark. And I never would have met them if I hadn't made that decision to, yeah. to a different country and experience something different. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like you were able to explore your spirituality as well when you were traveling and how has that been connecting with your spirituality yeah that's been a difficult thing actually um at the beginning of my year of traveling 
I just dove headfirst into it. I, um, because I was, you know, going through a fresh breakup with someone that I thought that I was going to spend my life with. Yeah. You know, there were two ways that I could go with that is like, I could move away from my spirituality or I could really dive deep into it and like, let something bigger than myself hold me through this really, really difficult emotional time. So I very much committed to um, exploring my spirituality at the beginning. And then I don't really know what happened. (laughs) I just kind of like, I kind of swung like the opposite direction and became really, really disconnected from myself. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey to come back to that version of myself because for a long time I felt very, very disconnected and Mm -hmm. very cynical and jaded. Um, Especially now in this age of, you know, constant, just horrific news. Um, I found it really, really hard to connect to my spirituality while other people were suffering just these unimaginable atrocities and still are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I'm still on that journey of, of kind of coming back into that version of myself, but it's been, yeah, it's been difficult. Yeah, I know that we've we've talked about that as well and how when you are feeling those things and noticing toxic positivity in the spirituality community, how have you navigated that? Like, do you ever feel pressure to be like, okay, wait, let me just positivity my way out of this, you know? Um, I actually, I'm at a place now where I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of feel pressured to be angry all the time. Okay. And- Um, because how can you not, like, how can you, how can you look at the state of the world and not be angry that human beings are being subjected to just the worst, the worst possible things that can happen to you? So yeah, for a time, I definitely felt pressured to just kind of like love and light my way out of everything. But now I feel like it's kind of the opposite. It's actually, I feel pressured to be informed of everything all the time. And that it, it's really, really hard to reconcile um, a connection with your spirituality and diving into um, higher vibration frequencies and being that source of love and also being aware that that's a privilege and a lot of other people don't have the capacity to you know vibrate higher. Like a lot of them are just in survival mode. So mm-hmm. I don't know, it's really hard to reconcile. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely is a privilege to even be where we are today to be like, oh yeah, I want to go to the beach and meditate when there are people across the world that are going through some extremely tough things. Like people are losing their lives, um, losing their families. And this is something that I feel like I am trying to, I'm trying to understand more of the role that I want it to play in my life as well. It's like, how do I be this human that's also, because I am in the 3D world, there are things that are happening, there are events that are happening here. How can I contribute to humanity in a way while also being that source of light, you know, and just trying to understand where is that, where is that balance really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That balance is so hard to find because it doesn't feel good to be angry all the time. It doesn't like in, in your body, it doesn't feel good to be angry and being angry all the time. I mean, I feel like there's plenty of evidence that shows that it leads to illness. It leads to chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, a breakdown of the cells in the body. So you don't want to be in that like angry, cynical state of mind all the time. And also you want to be mindful of the fact that there is a world outside of yours and, yeah, it, it really is a privilege to be able to even have the opportunity to choose. Yeah, definitely. We are, we're lucky to be where we are today. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like, I think that's part of it actually is it's almost like a sense of survivor's guilt. It's like, you know, people who get into an accident with someone else and, and the other person doesn't make it and they do, they have this sense of like, why not me? Mm. And I think I feel that a lot when I, you know, see these atrocities around the world. I'm like, why did this happen to this person and not me? Like, it's not fair. Mm. Not that I want that to happen to me, obviously, but like, why, like this person didn't do anything wrong to deserve this. Why, why is this happening to them? And like, why was I born into this position of privilege that I haven't earned, you know? And maybe see, and that's when 
for my thinking or from what, how I feel, it's like, okay, how much is this tied into past life stuff? And maybe you have earned this life. Maybe last life you did something that really allowed you to have the privilege to live this life currently. Like I really truly do believe in karma. And it's like how much of that also makes an impact on world events and catastrophes mm -hmm. and upheavals that are going on. So yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, no one has no one has the answer, right? There's why that that's why there's so many different faiths and so many different things to believe in. And um, if we all had the answer, then we wouldn't have as many wars <laughs> as, as we have. So yeah, I think it's about finding that belief system that really feels right to you and helps you make sense of the world. Because like we said at the beginning, the world doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Finding that finding that source of faith um, to carry you through and that allows you to kind of just bring some sort of logical order to it, um, I think can be really helpful. I love that you said that finding some sort of belief system that really works well for you and serves you. Because again, we don't want to live in a place where we're just constantly angry. And I, that's something that really has worked well for me. I think when I first learned about the concept of Carmen, like past lives, it just resonated with me so much that it became true for me. And I think that's also what has allowed me to not be so angry and not feel so jaded by whatever's going on. And I do lean more towards the optimistic outlook on life. So I think that has helped too. But yeah, I, I definitely I love that. <laughs> I love that you're optimistic and I and I love the optimistic people in the world. And most of the time I feel that way, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say in in general I'm I'm programmed to be an optimistic person. I think it's just like the information age that we live in can make that hard to stick to. But mm. um I mean yeah, this is a conversation that I've had with a lot of people. Um I stayed at a monastery in Thailand and did like a meditation retreat and, you know, talk to monks every day. And yeah. this was something that I drilled them on. <laughs> oh, wow. What did they say? <laughs> um, well, there were like, there were different answers, but in, in essence, um, the answer that they gave me based on, you know, their understanding of Buddhist teachings was focus on yourself. Like you, the only thing you can do is focus on what you bring to the world. And do you want to be an angry person mm -hmm. and bring that kind of energy into the world? Or do you want to be an uplifted, light, mm -hmm. uh, you know, loving person? Because in the end, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, love really does heal. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it in action. Mm -hmm. I've seen it in myself. Love is so, so healing. It's the complete opposite of hate and, and yeah. darkness. Yeah. So their answer to me um, after I, I, I just kept pushing. And pushing. I love that you did that. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. <laughs> yeah, we. it was so funny because every day, like part of the schedule, there was time worked in to like have a one-on-one -on -one session with whatever monk was like leading the the teaching that day. Yeah. Mine was always the longest. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would be throwing questions left and right. Like give me the answers. I was like, why, why is there so much suffering in the world? How can we justify this? And yeah, every time it just came back to like, just the only thing that you can control is yourself. And if you do as much as you can to be a positive, loving person in this world, like, and, and that, you know, includes social justice movements, like from a place of love, mm -hmm. then that's all you can do. Like one person cannot change the entire world. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, I think about it and it's, it's like, okay, if you are doing what feels aligned for you and you're doing, you're following your intuition, you're doing what lights you up in inside, you speak up for what you feel like you should speak up for and you take action for what you feel like you should be taking action for, then ultimately you are you're living your truth. And if everybody was living their truth, maybe those things wouldn't be happening. You know, who knows? Or maybe there would be a solution to those things. Um, so that's also, I mean, whatever the monk had to say, it was right, probably. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty convincing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it always felt better um, leaving those sessions. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's simultaneously realizing that you alone cannot fix 
you know, the devastation of the world, but also you alone are responsible for bringing love and positivity into Mm -hmm. the world because that is the one healing force. I mean, think about if everyone was filled with infinite amounts of love, we wouldn't have war. We wouldn't have absolutely not. We wouldn't have poverty. We wouldn't have all these like, you know, disparities between people. We wouldn't have people fighting each other all the time. Like that, how would that exist in the face of love? It wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Love is powerful. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing now after all of your travels? I know that, I mean, I obviously know, but I also want listeners to know what you're up to. So it's just not in my spirit right now to be in one place. Um, (laughs) I I have felt this, um, God, it's like, it's stronger than a need. I don't even know like the right word for it, but it's like this, yeah, I can't even find the right word for it, but I've just known in my spirit for so, so long that I was meant to be a traveler. Um, If anyone's into astrology, I'm a textbook Sagittarius. (laughs) So I wonder um, what your numerology sign is, but we can get into that later. I think, is that like life paths? Yeah, there's like a certain number. If it's a number five, it's like you need change. Like you need to change an environment. And what I'm almost positive that's like in your chart somewhere. I know that I'm like the number that I've been given is three. Ooh, the creative. I think so. That's mine too. Really? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we're both manifesting generators. Yeah. What is happening right now? (laughs) We're we're all about like following our gut. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause I, I tell myself all the time that I'm not a creative person, but everything, everything that I've looked up about myself has pointed towards like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. So I know that's my life path, but, um, I've always just have had this like insatiable need to like see as much of the world as I possibly could, like from a very, very young age. Um, my dad is a pilot and, you know, oh. took me on so many adventures when I was younger. And yeah. um, so I, I really credit him with like my sense of adventure. And yeah, it's just been like this, this need inside of me, like to just go and see as much as I possibly can. And that includes the U.S. So I was born in Australia, but I've lived in the U.S. for 20 years and I feel like I've barely seen any of it. So I knew coming back from a year of traveling abroad, I was like, I don't want to be in one place. Like, I do not want an apartment lease. I don't want anything tying me down to one yeah. place. It just feels so, so wrong for yeah. me in, in every cell of my being. Like, I would probably go to sign a lease and and my hand would probably, like, freeze. <laughs> you know, oh, like, no. That does not sound right at all right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I listened to that and I found a way to make it happen. So I am pet sitting full time. And Woo. that means that I get to go and see all these parts of the country that I've never seen before and that I probably wouldn't go to if I didn't have the pet sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Like where I just was in Washington. I know. I got to the woods. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like um, for anyone listening, I was in Port Townsend for a little over a week and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And that is not anywhere that I would have visited if I didn't have like a sitting assignment. Yeah. My God, that place felt more like home than anywhere else I've been. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for now, I'm just trying to see as many states as I can, as many different places as I can and and just kind of get out of the California bubble because I know the country is is more than California. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. So, yeah, I have a couple of different places coming up, a couple of well, hopefully one state that I have not been to before, which I'm super excited about and uh, I would love to start creating content around that because I think it's a really unique yes. way of traveling and a unique way of living. And I think people are really interested in in people that are living lives that aren't necessarily, you know, what you're told you're supposed to do. Yeah, And yeah. it certainly is not what I was told I was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy just like bouncing around and being in a different place all the time and um, getting to hang out with the animals. I'm so excited and happy. Yeah. yeah. That is such a niche, I feel like. If yeah. you like 
That would be super awesome to be able to seek more content around that because you were the first person that even exposed me to this. Like, okay, this is something that you can do and travel the world and do. Well, that's that's kind of the interaction that I've had with most people when I tell them that I'm pet sitting. You know, people are always curious and they're like, what is that? I've never heard of that. Or, oh, I've heard of that, but how do you even do it? So um, every time I tell someone you know, what I'm doing, I met with curiosity. So I figured that's a, that's a pretty clear sign that people are interested. Oh, in yeah. Is. So oh, yeah. I would love to share more about it. And yeah, just share this kind of like unique way of living that you don't have to follow the structure that people have told you you have to. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I feel like the TikTok community would, would love this. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, motivate myself to get on TikTok, but. All right. You I heard it here know, first. <laughs> I need better self-control first. <laughs> um, with 2023 coming to a close, what would you say are your biggest takeaways from this year that you want to bring with you forward into 2024? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, oh, there's so many different directions I could go in. I feel like, yeah, what I've kind of touched on already is finding a path that fits for you. I think that with the pandemic, that really made a oh, lot yeah. of people question their lives and and where they were at and why they were doing the things that they were doing. And I love to see that. I love to see people questioning. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'll follow the rules for the most part, but like, I also question them. You know, I, I don't like to just sit back and accept the status quo just because it's the status quo. So um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things is like finding something that feels good to you, that feels in alignment to you, even if it's not the most lucrative thing. Like if you, if you can cover your basic bills, like you really don't need much more than that. You don't that. need much. You really and don't you have much. Even better, but really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a certain point where, like, they've done studies where you get to a certain income level and it doesn't make you happy. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, money does. I wouldn't say it makes you happier, but it gives you access to afford the things that would give you more peace, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. healthcare, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. you know being able to afford a therapist or putting food on the table or like yeah. being able to afford the roof over your head. Like that stuff is very much tied to your happiness. So I'm never going to say money doesn't buy happiness because there are certain things that money gives you access to that gives yeah. you that peace. Mm-hmm. But after a certain point, yeah, you really don't need anything more than the basics. And so um, if that message aligns with you, then question things, question maybe why you think you need all of these things from people's Amazon storefronts or like why, yeah, yeah. you know, the best car or why you need this beautiful aesthetic white and tan kitchen or I don't know just I'm just like pulling from things that personally I feel are super important but maybe are important to other people um but that answer is different for everyone just find find what feels good to you and don't let anyone stop you from pursuing it because at the end of your life you're going to regret it if you just live your life based on what other people expect of you Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And especially when other people are trying to say like, oh, you should do this or this again, come home to your truth because only you know what's best for you. You know what lights you up inside, even when others are trying to steer you in another direction or think that they know you better than you know you. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is such a good point because yeah, I see it so much. I see people thinking that they know better for other people than that person knows for themselves. That is never true. Like you always, always, always know what is good for you and nobody will ever be able to give you the insight that your own intuition can give you. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, don't listen to people who are somewhere that you don't want to be. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, other people that are doing something that you don't want to be doing, why why would we be taking advice from them? Yeah, or, if someone's in a relationship that like you wouldn't want to be in that type of relationship, don't take relationship advice. Yeah. If someone's in a job that you you wouldn't want to be in that kind of job, don't take career advice from them. You know, don't yeah. take advice from people who are not where you want to be and who have never been where you want to be. 
Exactly. And also who are you following on social media too? Cause that's, there's a lot of programming there. It's like, you don't know what their lives are really like. So again, whatever they're throwing out there on social media, instead of just like absorbing it all in like a sponge, really put up what aligns with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost kind of have like a screen. Yeah. You know, that you filter things through yeah. um, your energy is precious. So don't allow other people to drain it out of you or, you know, the made up expectations in your head that you're projecting. Don't let that drain the energy out of you. Yeah, definitely. And what are you looking forward to most in 2024? Listening more to my intuition. That Yay! is my big, big goal of 2024 is just making more of my decisions based on how they feel. I know it sounds from this interview that I'm like a, a master at it. I'm definitely not. <laughs> there have been times, even in the last month, where, I mean, you know, that I have not listened to my intuition. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, I very much ignored it. But it's all a learning opportunity. Yeah. So it just shows me the areas that I could, you know, continue to work towards being more um, closely aligned with, with my intuition. Yeah. I love that. That's something that I feel like is definitely going to be a focus as well. I feel like it's a focus really your whole life, but especially when you spiritually awaken is when you're like, oh, oh, that's loud. Let's listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At a certain point, you cannot ignore it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you again and having you on my podcast again. Um, how can listeners connect with you and follow you on your journey. Yeah. Wherever your life yeah. First of all, thank you for having me back. And I can't yeah. believe that it's been over an hour that just like flew. By. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started an Instagram. Um, I think I started a TikTok too. I just haven't posted Yay. anything because I'm working through some imposter syndrome and self-doubt, but um, the handle is wheres.becca.now. Um, so go follow me there. And I promise like, I'm, I'm not just going to say that I'm going to post content and not do it. I fully plan on following through with that. So yeah, if you want to see adventures, I've been actively filming the last few houses that I've done. I just have to, um, and yeah, I, it's going to be all things travel and unusual lifestyles and pets, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So where's dot Becca dot now? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again for being on my podcast. You're such a beautiful soul. And thank you for listening, everyone. I will catch you all in the next episode. Bye.